Hi everyone, welcome. Really excited to share with you the teachings of Bhagavan Sri Ramana Maharshi, Who Am I? And it's quite short, which is really, really nice. And I'm excited because it'll be something that many of you will then pick up. So the link will be in the bio and will likely profoundly positively influence your life because it's a very direct pointing from one of um, the most clear spiritual communicators ever. And self-inquiry does not require meditation it does not require sitting on a cushion it doesn't require long periods of silence it just requires you to use your intellect to logically reason um, who you are beyond your costume so what is the nature of consciousness what is the nature of god and how do you just become aware of the pure awareness that is shared among us all that is that oneness that is god that is self and it requires you to decline many things including your thoughts feelings emotions beliefs perceptions sensations your body, your identity, your name, and for you to recognize what underlies everything. So I would love for you to also, um, as we go through this, if there are profound bits that you would like to Go ahead and pause if you need to the video and write down those profound bits. If you'd like to also write them in the comments below, that'd be great. So we can build a little community of awesome comments down there. And core takeaways, this type of stuff. And for those that are fresh to self-inquiry, this is very, very important. Um, this is a core aspect to awakening enlightenment. And for those that are... Um, also even familiar with it this is a really helpful direct pointing that's very short so one thing that many people aren't uh, aware of is that Sri Ramana Maharshi was not talking um, he did not have the inclination to talk and I frequently also have prolonged periods of silence and it's quite nice because it really allows you to settle into the capital S self God self inquiry non yar who am I so non yar who am I and self inquiry atma vichara the central teaching that the direct path to liberation is self inquiry who am I is persistently pursued. The I thought itself vanishes, leaving the supreme non-dual self alone. False identification of the self with the phenomena of non-self, such as the body and mind, thus ends and there is illumination.
To whom do they arise? Be extremely vigilant. Make the mind stay in its source. Without allowing it to wander away and get lost in the mazes of thought created by itself. Mind that has gained skill in concentration self-inquiry becomes comparatively easy. Ceaseless inquiry that the thoughts are destroyed and the self-realized in reality, in silence. And so this is where as long as you have this mind staying in its source, as long as you have this I thought that you perpetually dissolve more and more of the I thought, what ends up remaining is the supreme non-dual self. And here's Ramana when he was 21. So after negating, not this, not this, that awareness which alone remains, that I am, the nature of it is existence, consciousness, bliss, Satchitananda. When the world which is what is seen has been removed, there will be realization of the self which is the seer. Just as the knowledge of the rope which is the substratum will not arise unless the false knowledge of the illusory serpent goes, so the realization of the self which is the substratum will not be gained unless the belief that the world is real is removed. So the world being the serpent, the snake, has to be removed and you have to recognize yourself as God, as rope. You're intoxicated by the serpent, by separation, by ego, by conditioning. And there's only one. There's only God. There's only self. There's only that oneness. That is all. When the mind, which is the cause of all cognition and of all actions, becomes quiescent, the world will disappear. I had a little bit of that also today with the world disappearing in quiescent mind. It's so nice. When the mind comes out of the self, the world appears. The self appears, shines, the world does not appear. So mind always exists only in dependence on something gross. And apart from thoughts, there's no independent entity called the world. Just as the spider emits the thread of the web out of itself and again withdraws it into itself, likewise the mind projects the world out of itself and again resolves it into itself. And I love this here. Ramana says that the heart is the mind's origin. And so... The eye first arises in the heart, and that is the place of the mind's origin. And so basically, if you keep the mind in the heart, if you keep it inwardly turned, that's oneness, suchness. When the generates name form separation, this is the externalization of mind. The thought, who am I, will destroy all other thoughts. Boom. It will itself in the end get destroyed. There will arise self-realization. To whom has this thought arisen? 
Who am I? The mind will go back to its source. The thought that arose will become quiescent. Mind will develop the skill to stay in its source. When it stays in the heart, the names and forms disappear. Not letting the mind go out, but retaining it in the heart is what is called inwardness. Mind stays in the heart. The I, which is the source of all thoughts, will go. And the self, which ever exists, will shine. One should do without the egoity, egoity of I. If one acts in that way, all will appear as if the nature of Shiva, God. The thought I is the first thought of the mind, and that is egoity. Breath control is only an aid for rendering the mind quiescent. As thoughts get resolved, the mind becomes one-pointed and strong. For such a mind, self-inquiry will become easy. Taking of sattvic food in moderate quantities is the best of all restrictive rules. Helpful in self-inquiry. As the meditation on the self rises higher and higher, the thoughts will get destroyed. One should persistently hold on to the meditation on the self. Abiding. Residual impressions are of two kinds. Auspicious is called good and inauspicious is evil. The mind should not be allowed to wander towards worldly objects and what concerns other people. If mind does not leave heart, you win the game of life. Both desire and hatred should be eschewed. All that one gives to others, one gives to oneself. If this truth is understood, who will not give to others? As thoughts arise, they should be destroyed then and there in the very place of their origin through inquiry, contemplation of the self unintermittently until the self is gained. What exists in truth is the self alone. The self is that where there is absolutely no I thought. That is called silence. He who gives himself up to this self that is God is the most excellent devotee. Giving oneself up to God means remaining constantly in the self without giving room for the rise of any thoughts other than that of the self. So stop carrying your luggage knot. Put it down on the train. As thoughts arise, destroying them utterly without any residue is the very place of their origin is non-attachment. Each one of us should be endowed with non-attachment, dive within oneself and obtain the self-pearl. God and the Guru are not different. Reject altogether the categories that hide the self. The world should be considered like a dream. In dream, the mind takes on another body. All the texts say that in order to gain liberation, one should render the mind quiescent. There will come a time when one will have to forget all that one has learned. This is where I'm at right now. It's quite interesting. <sighs> happiness is very the very nature of the self. There is no happiness in any object of the world. When the mind goes out, it's experience, it experiences misery. 
Mind becomes inward turned and enjoys pure self-happiness. A wise man stays permanently in the shade. The mind of the one who knows the truth does not leave Brahman. The mind of the ignorant, on the contrary, revolves in the world, feeling miserable, and for a little time returns to Brahman to experience happiness. What is called the world is only a thought. When the world disappears, when there is no thought, the mind experiences happiness. When the world appears, it goes through misery. No world, no thought, no misery, pure happiness, pure Brahman. Remaining quiet is what is called wisdom insight. To remain quiet is to resolve the mind in the self. Silence, no mind, pure suchness will forever be the highest teaching. Desirelessness is wisdom. Desirelessness is refraining from turning the mind towards any object. Wisdom means the appearance of no object. Not seeking what is other than the self is detachment or desirelessness. Not leaving the self is wisdom. Inquiry consists in retaining the mind in the self. Meditation consists in thinking that oneself is Brahman, existence, consciousness, bliss. Inquiring into the nature of oneself that is in bondage and realizing one's true nature is liberation. So realizing true nature is liberation. Retain the mind in self. Meditate on yourself as Brahman itself. Stay permanently in the shade. Become inward turned. Enjoy that happiness. Enjoy not having world, not having thought, not having misery. Wisdom being desirelessness, happiness being the very nature of self. As soon as the mind goes out, it experiences misery. Remember, there will be a time when you have to forget everything you've learned. Rendering the mind quiescent is exactly what yields liberation. In dream, the mind takes on another body. So you can even see that logically right there. Just like this, God taking on a body. As thoughts arise, destroy them utterly without any residue in the very place of their origin. Is non-attachment. Get rid of all of the I thought and then the self is what remains. Silence. Give yourself to God. Stop carrying around your luggage knot. Coagulation of concepts and ideas. And separation and self and me and my and I and put it down on the train. Mind should not leave the heart. Wandering towards worldly objects and what concerns other people. What exists in truth is the self alone. And as thoughts get resolved, the mind becomes even easier to do self-inquiry. So the thought I is the first thought of the mind, and that is egoity. And it's the first link in dependent origination. Your I, me, my makes ignorance. Mind develops the skill to stay in its source. Keep asking the question to whom these thoughts arise. 
have over and over again the destroying of the thoughts through that inquiry and then being left with just the self alone. Have the mind stay in the heart rather than be externalized. Have it turned inward. And tap into the heart being where the mind originates and have it continuously turned inward on oneness. So as soon as the mind comes out of the self, the world appears. And you negate not this, not that. And then awareness alone remains that I am existence, consciousness, bliss. The self is the substratum. So world removed. Make the mind stay in its source. The direct path to liberation is self-inquiry. The I thought will vanish and leaving the supreme non-dual self. Reality. Silence. Love you, Ramana. We love you so much. The link's in the bio below, fam. Highly recommend getting this. It's a really simple, short read. Really powerful for self-inquiry. Thanks for tuning in, Infinite Love. Hope this was insightful. Hope this brought you value. So give it a like, help the algorithm, subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. Leave a comment below with any of the powerful quotes from here or your core takeaways. Would love to see some convo happen down there. And share the video with other people that you feel like this would positively impact, resonate with. And do check this out and potentially even get a couple copies of it and give it as gifts to friends because it's super short and super on point. Um, and disseminated by one of the greatest of all time. So, all right. Infinite love, fam. Thank you so much. May all beings be happy. May all beings be liberated. <laughs>